Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost seven years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Learn more about the Anxiety Slayer Academy at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my brilliant partner, Ananga Sevier. And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, Ananga and I share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today we're answering a listener question. I'm wondering if you have any plans to cover health anxiety. I find concerns about health are a big trigger for my anxiety. In fact, I wonder if it is the other way around. For example, that in me, anxiety caused by stress, work, and life in general manifests as anxiety about health. I can now usually predict if I'm going to have an anxiety flare-up by how often I've been worrying about getting cancer or some other debilitating illness, not least mental illnesses. Wow, what a great question. I'm glad we have the opportunity to answer it. Hello, Ananga. Hi, Shan. That was a a good question, don't you think? A really good question and really tuned in, I think, to certainly what's been my experience with health anxiety, which is that it does go the other way around, that anxiety caused by stress manifests as anxiety about health. If you're feeling okay, then you're proactive about your health. You don't really think about your health too much in a negative sense, but when my anxiety spikes, then my mind always becomes super scrutinizing on my health. Yeah, I have to be quite careful because I'm so in tune with my body that the least little pain or bump or bruise or feeling or what have you, I feel it. And so I can really take it to an interesting place or my mind can take it to a really interesting place if I'm not careful and and not uh, grounded and willing to just calmly look at the situation and see what happens instead of rushing to conclusions. Yeah, I think health anxiety is one of anxiety's most painful and difficult manifestations because it can make us feel really vulnerable and, and very afraid very quickly. I think here the answer is in the question. It's all about getting calm again and having the space to rise above anxiety and see that it's playing games with your mind. Mind games. Boy, that is something I can definitely relate to. Our minds are so easily disturbed that we can manifest all kinds of fears blowing up out of control. So sometimes it's health. Sometimes it's a fear of, you know, for loved ones. Sometimes it's social anxiety. I'm thinking about an example of this would be my daughter is starting to drive. And I have some anxiety around driving myself. So when I think about this child that I love so much driving, I have to 
breathe and tap and allow for her to become the young woman she is, to have the freedom to drive, to uh, not uh, shroud her in, in my fear and anxiety around driving. Yeah, I think these are good markers for our general level of anxiety. When these other anxieties come flying up, sometimes they seem almost unbearable. The anxiety level and the massive worry that just you know, consumes us. And other times we have some reasonable concern and it's livable with and we can be practical and we can carry on. And obviously we're very in touch with our loved ones and, and how they're doing. It doesn't mean that we totally switch off our feelings, but we can feel that they're at a normal level rather than being spiked. Everyone's mind has its vulnerable spots and its personal dreads, our personal dreads and fears, and that's where anxiety will strike. The saying, going for the Achilles tendon, our weak spots is where the mind will go, especially when we feel stressed and sensitized. And that's why I think it's so important that we have to invest our mental energy in educating ourselves about health instead of worrying about it. Because if you're learning about health and how to improve your health, that is proactive and calming. Worrying is on the other side of the spectrum, very reactive and can be quite stressful. Yeah, two sides, two sides of the experience. It's so easy to go in the bathroom and feel that we found some lump or symptom or something and immediately terror strikes and our stomach churns or at other times, we can just be looking, how's my nutrition? Am I keeping active? Am I looking after my health? What information's coming into my body? Am I reading too much negative health press? Or am I educating myself on positive ways to look after my health? And it makes a totally different experience in how we respond to things. And you say that the truth is, when the real stuff does happen, we cope. We do. We do the best we can to move through it. We do, and it's completely different to anticipatory anxiety, which is awful, and it robs us of our peace and our present tense, and we might dread this form of cancer, and we might go and get a test, we find a symptom, we go and get a test, we get some reassurance, but then the mind will find something else. You know, for a few days we think, oh, that's good. That seems to be all in order, but then the mind will say, well, what about this? Or it'll find something else. So we really have to build our inner strength and build our inner positivity and proactivity in handling things and making sure we're doing the best we can for ourselves. This I know from personal experience because I also used to worry about cancer. I don't know many people who don't. Then last year I got the dreaded call from my doctor saying, sit down, I have bad news. And I was very calm. I swung into action and decided what next steps I wanted to take, what information I wanted to look at. Action is always better than sitting with a head full of anxiety when Real stuff comes at us in life. We're too busy dealing with it to worry about it. And they say that an idle mind is the devil's workshop, which really is true. So fill your head and your heart with good information, good support, anything that you can to help you feel loved up and filled with the, the information that is exactly what you need versus something else that you might create in your mind that takes you away from how you can cope and move through a health crisis if, in fact, you are dealing with one. So let's talk about some of the things that our listeners can do to take action when they're in that place of being really anxious about their health. Yeah, I think the challenge, as we've previously discussed in this podcast, is to get back feeling calm again and feeling some sense of direction. 
of our thoughts where they feel more settled and more positive. And it's very hard when anxiety peaks because it can leave us literally paralysed by worry. And I think we've all experienced that heightened state of anxiety where you really feel like you can't do anything. You're just a hair in the headlights. So one thing that really helps, I've found, is to move, literally. Even if you don't know where you're going or what you're doing, to just not sit in your chair with anxiety. Get up and start moving. Anxiety and fear are very much stuck states. And the more we sit with them, the more they grow. Moving helps calm anxiety and it also helps us get some mental clarity. You can also shake up anxiety by looking up and looking out, by dropping your shoulders and taking a deep breath. Anything to just change your perspective. And because I'll find myself sometimes if I'm suffering, kind of balled up, kind of hunched over, shoulders forward. Um, kind of looking like a miserable lump. That's the only way that I can think of <laughs> describing it. And, and then as soon as I straighten up, as soon as I put my shoulders back and down and, and lift, if you did that with me right now, if you're listening and you want to just sit up straight, shoulders up, back and down, soft face, you start to feel more powerful, more strength. Yeah, and it changes our perspective. It does. I learned this from Tony Robbins many years ago. He was working with people with depression and they'd come into his office and he'd say, first thing, stand up straight. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Look up, look out. The thing with anxiety is it's an inward focused state where we're using a, an upset, disturbed mind to look in and examine an upset, disturbed mind. And it just becomes incredibly painful and incredibly difficult to get out of. Yeah. The other thing that I recommend is take a shower and visualize yourself letting anxiety just roll off of your body and right down the drain. Go for a walk, an invigorating swim, do some yoga, dance. I mean, even for a few minutes, certainly breathing. I know that you like to do Qigong. Whatever appeals to you, get up and move. And better yet, get outside if you can. Yeah, it's really important. For me, sitting with anxiety always makes it worse, particularly health anxiety. If I sit with that one, my mind will write me a soap opera that I really wouldn't want to watch. So just move, start getting some clarity, get out of your head, into your body, and that helps you snap out of the anxiety feedback loop. Some other areas that we can all look at to upgrade and explore feeling as healthy and balanced as we can is look at your nutrition and cleaner eating, take in more fresh air, replace any violent or negative programming with something inspiring. Do some inspiring reading. Look at survivor stories and people who have been through really difficult times and have come out the other side and, and often will tell you that they are grateful for their experience and to be on the other side of it. I know that you love to volunteer, Ananga, and I know that volunteering is, is a big part of upgrading and exploration. And then, of course, deepening your spiritual practice. All of these things help you be healthy mentally and physically, and they're really good for your mind and your heart and for calming anxiety. Yeah, all these things are great for anxiety, and also they're really great for dealing with serious health issues. When I was 
diagnosed last year with cancer, I started getting information from a website called Truth About Cancer and different other doctors, holistic doctors, different areas. And I looked at what people were doing that really gave them the best chance of moving through their diagnosis and the years ahead peacefully. And of course, what gives the best chance of survival, which is a key anxiety for anyone that's minds going in that area. And these things that you've just listed, Shan, were all really important particularly meditating, deepening your spiritual practice, moving, fresh air, cleaner eating, looking at bringing more plants, more fresh, green, good quality nutrition into your diet. Ah. Then we're giving ourselves the best chance both sides. We're easing our anxiety and we're also really taking care to look after our health and be proactive in the areas that we are concerned about. And when we come back, we're going to talk about three additional things that we recommend to help you move through health anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering our free podcast for almost seven years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Learn more about the Anxiety Slayer Academy at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. Before the break, we were talking about how you can upgrade and explore additional areas and feel better if you suffer with health anxiety. And we do have three additional things that we'd like to recommend. And the first one we talk about quite a bit and that's the Bach flower remedies. And I know, Ananga, you had something very specifically in mind for fear. Yes, a rescue remedy we always talk about, which is very good for general anxiety, shock, trauma, anxiety after serious news, which can also be internal serious news that we're giving ourselves. So rescue remedy is the general remedy to recommend, but there's also within the range of anxiety remedies from Bach flowers a remedy called Mimulus, which is very good for known fear when we have a specific thing that we're worried about. So that's a good one to add into your self-care kit. And another one which I really love is White Chestnut, which is for unwanted looping thoughts. And in my experience, health anxiety is one of the worst kinds of anxiety for just looping over and over in your head. So White Chestnut is particularly good for that. It's also included in the nighttime version of Rescue Remedy. Nighttime Rescue Remedy has regular Rescue Remedy in it and also the white chestnut added in. So it's particularly good in the evening when your mind would really like to throw the stuff of nightmares at you and just really worry you before you go to bed. White chestnut's really good for that. EFT tapping is always a good tool to add to the mix. Our prior podcast was all about EFT tapping and we did a a run through. So if you haven't listened to that yet, please check it out. But you can also find out more about how EFT can help you in our new intro to EFT teleclass, which is located at anxietyslayer.com forward slash store. And then if you want to go deeper, you can take a look at the EFT for anxiety relief course, which is in our anxiety slayer academy at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. EFT is such a powerful tool. It's an amazing tool. And for me, EFT has come through again and again with health anxiety. A couple of personal examples. Last year, I developed a really bad 
toothache deep in the back of my jaw and it was getting quite bad. Nobody likes to go to the dentist, at least not many people I know enjoy going to the dentist. So I was tapping for the pain of that, which eased the pain, and tapping for the possibility that I'd need a dental visit and immediately reminded myself through tapping that I had a good dentist and he didn't do stuff unnecessarily and it never caused me any pain and all the you know the good resources came back online and as it happened I had to have a wisdom tooth extracted which was completely fine and completely painless and healed very very well and I know that the EFT tapping was a key part of me going through that comfortably accepting help not feeling overly nervous and helping things heal nicely and again also while waiting for diagnosis I had a two-week wait from the doctor phoning up saying I suspect you have cancer to a consultation to find out if it looked likely or not. Tapping helped me keep very calm, positive, and it also helped me keep myself steady when you get worries from other people and other relatives coming in. It's not always support that comes in when we have a crisis around health. Sometimes it triggers other people's fears too, so really helped with that. Then I had surgery and I had to wait again. I was reassured it didn't look like cancer. That was great. Then I had surgery and I was told it looked like it was cancer. I had to wait another 10 days to find out there. And then I was finally told, yes, there was cancer. So again, tapping to accept that, support myself through that, keep myself calm and open to exploring options and support myself, take the course of action that I felt was right for me. So tapping was a real key part for me in anticipator anxiety, health stuff that doesn't come to anything, which I've also had, as we all do, but also in situations where things do become challenging and there is a real issue there, then EFT for me is the absolute go-to for keeping calm and resourceful and positive. And I'd like to reflect to you, Ananga, that in the years since you've had your surgery, you have demonstrated over and over again how much Everything we talk about is in your wheelhouse, how much you practice what we, you know, preach, how much all of these resources has, have helped you become an even healthier version of yourself and cancer-free and energized and, you know, doing things that you didn't think you might ever be able to do again. You are such a positive role model, and I'm, I'm so glad to see you doing so well. Mm. Thank you. Very kind. Guided relaxations are another area that I think we have to touch on again. There are many types of guided relaxations. Some are more closely guided than others. In other words, they consistently coach and support you through the experience uh, versus having to create your own or just trying to be still. And some of you may know that Ananga and I have made a, a beautiful collection of guided meditations, several different offerings, but Oasis is one that we think will help you really find inner calm when your anxiety is running high. And Oasis can be found uh, at iTunes or Amazon or CD Baby. Just search for Anxiety Slayer and you can listen to a sample if you, if you like that. But of course, there are lots and lots of guided relaxations out there. So sample, take a look around, give a listen, see what you like. Also, we have a, an album called Emotional Peace. And there's a letting go guided relaxation that has received 
tons of favorable feedback from people and how it's helped them recover from highly charged stress and adrenaline-fueled anxiety. So you might want to check out that one as well. So look for Oasis or Emotional Peace. And what a gift you'll be giving yourself to just sink in and, and be led. Yeah, I think the key here is when we talk about closely guided meditation. My mind, when it's suffering, it needs something to catch on to. It needs its attention grabbing. I like to do a lot of positive listening. If my mind's really bad, I'll go for a lecture on YouTube because it locks my visual sense in as well as hearing and it kind of locks me in more. So the idea with closely guided meditation is that the mind doesn't get a chance to bolt. It has something to think about. It has some direction. It's provided a safe framework to relax into. So it keeps it in the experience and stops it shooting off into painful places. I've benefited a lot over the years from listening to guided relaxation. So with Oasis and Emotional Peace, we really try to create that atmosphere that helps you step down from anxiety and, and your mind will allow itself to be soothed and directed and guided into a better place. And the, the last thing that we'll recommend today is making sure that you carve out daily support. Don't wait until things get really bad. Set up a daily self-care routine, whether it's with EFT tapping, the Bach flower remedies that we talk about, audio support. All of these things can be worked into your day without taking too much time. So try EFT tapping when you wake up to clear any worries that might be on your mind as you begin your day. And Perhaps getting your flower remedies ready for the day. You can put a few drops in a bottle of water and, and keep it with you in case you need it. Yeah, really important to be proactive and not allow yourself to think, oh, I'm just being silly. Because health anxiety really does weigh you down and it's the most awful feeling. It's one of my worst forms of anxiety that I've experienced. Have support, allow yourself support, understand that the mind is easily disturbed. It's okay if we've been stressed or we've been shocked. It's a natural place for the mind to go. So yeah, don't wait until it gets bad. Have your support there. Have your bottle of water with your flower remedies. Have your phone or an MP3 player, whichever you prefer, with some guided meditations or some podcasts. I have heard from a few of our listeners that they have particular episodes of ours that they like to listen to before they go to sleep or listen to on the way to work. Us or others, whoever helps you feel supported, have that audio support with you. And definitely learn EFT tapping well so you can go to it quickly and you're not thinking, oh, how do I do that again? And just feeling awful and thinking you'll look it up later. Learn it, use it, make it your friend. It's amazing. Within two minutes with EFT, you can really take the edge off bad anxiety. I mean, all of these things, all of these resources will help you get your anxiety under control again and help your overall health as well as the stress that you've been experiencing won't be such an issue as it was if you set up this daily self-care routine. We all know that stress is one of the worst things for our health. So let's be proactive and do all we can to keep our stress low, to keep our anxiety in check. You've got this, and we're here to help you do this. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than six years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step -step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques 
for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and you can get started today. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.